Welcome back, dear friends. Let's just take some moments of arriving. We wait for people to wander into our Cyberdharma Hall. You might want to have your thing on gallery view or just uh, keep it simple and look at me or look out of your window or just close your eyes. Whatever helps you to feel sense of arriving. Even imagine the, the rustling of people walking into the hall around you. If you can, even letting the space welcome you in. You're arriving into a welcoming presence. It's appreciating anything in the environment that you find yourself in that feels good to be with. Maybe there's quiet, a degree of quiet around you. Maybe there's a little bit of sunshine. Even even daylight here sometimes feels like a blessing. And uh, birds or maybe there's some something you can see through your window that gives you a hint of spring, something in your inside space. So let's, as we practice and as we contemplate together, let's allow ourselves to be really receptive to the whatever nourishment is around us. Yeah. We so often look to fix what's wrong or kind of so drawn as we naturally are to focus on what's difficult that we we overlook the simple small things that can can really help to gladden support this heart and mind. So just let yourself soak in whatever's good about your conditions right now. And just the fact that you're able to be here, that you've managed to carve out this space for yourself where for the next hour and a half, you really don't have to do anything. You can just let the thoughts, the, the ideas, the suggestions that I'm going to make, just let them drop into your consciousness and do their thing. There's no performance check or anything. You don't have to be anyone for anyone. You can just be present with yourself. What a gift. So today we'll continue exploring playfully and creatively, hopefully, the uh, this paradox or the world of paradoxes of the stillness in movement and the movement in stillness, but allowing this idea to open us to the whole world of paradox and of non-binary perception. 
But as we do this, it's really helpful to feel grounded, to keep the body in mind, the body which the Buddha clearly said was the foundation of all mindfulness practice, the first foundation, the foundation of foundations, if you like, that our awareness is an embodied awareness, a grounded awareness. And when we do that, we can find this steadiness in the present moment that actually allows, um, allows that gives us the, the ability to open, to be receptive, to be more receptive to uh, fresh discovery to fresh ideas. So we'll use in our practice this sense of the ground underneath us and the body being breathed and finding your way within that to steady, rest and gather your attention. So just for a moment, just land in your body, feel your contact with earth, Let yourself rest into that. And you might notice what's still inside and outside and what's moving, how these two things can coexist simultaneously. There's rest and there's movement. So the thing I want to invite us to explore together in our practice this morning, it's really, I mean, one of many, many themes and ideas that Kirsten and I have for this retreat, but it really came to me very powerfully in that beautiful sitting that we had earlier this morning. So I was listening to the birds, the bird song from Gaia House, And I know many of you here will be familiar with Gaia House and its beautiful gardens and the birds. And we got the nice birds this morning because there are also these cacophonous rooks that uh, like to visit, especially the morning meditations at Gaia House. But they weren't so evident this morning. But I don't know, maybe not. We all have slightly different in what we hear and don't hear. But I was really um, noticing the the birds singing at Gaia House and then contemplating where where was the bird song? Was it inside or outside? Where did you, if you heard the bird song this morning, where did you feel it? Where was it? You might have been listening to it in Israel or in Finland or in Germany or France or Cornwall, the north of England, these birds singing in the garden of Gaia House, and yet we could feel it almost vibrating in the body. So already... Here's this interesting paradox of what's inside and what's outside. Where, where was the bird song? 
And it's interesting when the Buddha uh, asks us in the instructions on practicing mindfulness of the body and indeed practicing any mindfulness of any phenomenon, the invitation is to notice it internally, externally, and both internally and externally. And as Kirsten was, was talking last night, I was reflecting how hmm, whenever the, the teachings set up a binary thing, they often also mention that case of neither nor. So many of you will, of course, be familiar with Vedana, with feeling tones, where we have the pleasant, the unpleasant, and the neither pleasant nor unpleasant, because there's always things that don't fit or can't can't be pinned down to one of those binary categories. And so that's very much the case with internal and external. So the way I look at that is rather than getting too worried about defining whether something is internal or external, is to just take that, that invitation of the Buddhas to be mindful of phenomena internally, externally, and neither internally or externally, to say that we should be mindful of all phenomena. It's a comprehensive, he's making it comprehensive by including the middle ground, by including the middle ground. And if we do that, if we let ourselves just uh, playfully notice this ambiguity of inside and outside, maybe it opens up uh, a little more capacity for sensitivity enables us to become a little bit more fluid, to feel our aliveness with richer, richer textures. So where are we all in relation to one another now? You know, I know I'm rabbiting on and you're all quiet, but I really sense your sense your presence. And that connection that comes through knowing that you are either actively or passively listening listening to my voice. And as I speak, I'm really speaking to you. I have you in mind. We're connected, even though we might be hundreds or thousands of miles apart. And even when we're quiet and listening together, there's this way that I mentioned yesterday of listening, listening together, building community. The silence actually brings us together rather than separating us. So I just also wanted to share at this point, and it's something I've never done at this point in a retreat before, but two really beautiful and profound teachings of the Buddha that... uh, we can spend a lot of time on each, either of them, really feeling our way into the significance of it. Uh, and yet the two of them seem to be apparently mutually, both of them feel true to me. Both of them feel like they're pointing to something really real and true. And yet they feel they're also on a, on a conceptual level, mutually contradictory both are about the question of embodied awareness. And indeed, I was on a retreat that I was co-teaching just a week or two ago where somebody was asking the question, of that, well, hang on, 
which one's right. They can't both be right. So just just see. So the, the first one is one that many, many of you will, will be very familiar with, where the Buddha talks about the whole world arising and ceasing in this fathom-long body. Saying that everything that we everything that we experience, everything that he teaches arises and disappears or arises and dissolves again within this fathom-long body. And just to put this in, in the context, in the context in which it's taught. So you could, you may take these teachings literally, as I, I personally tend to take things fairly literally. I have a, a mind that uh, likes to give things that I don't know or see or understand the benefit of the doubt. It might be too much of a stretch for you and you can just take it as a story. But uh, a deva, a, a heavenly being, one of the beings from the subtle realms, as they often did, appeared towards the Buddha and asked him for teaching. So the Buddha taught not only human beings, but also beings from other realms, other other strata of consciousness, if you like. And this, this deva, Rohitasa, said to the Buddha, I've traveled all over the world and I've been looking for the place where there's no birth or death, growing old, growing sick or dying. And although I've traveled to the, I've I've traveled everywhere I could possibly go, there's nowhere that, uh, that I could find this. And the Buddha says, Friend, I say it's not possible to know or see or reach the end of the world by traveling to a place where there's no being born, growing old, dying, passing away or being reborn. But friend, I also say that there's no making an end of suffering without reaching the end of the world. For it's in this fathom long body with its perception and mind, that I describe the world, its origin, its cessation, and the practice that leads to its cessation. It's in this fathom-long body with its perception and mind that I describe the world, its origin, its cessation, and the practice that leads to its cessation. Everything that we can know or experience, everything that we can realize or come to understand about the nature of suffering and about freedom from suffering is experienced within this this fathom-long body. And that's a kind of encouraging thing because it's an encouragement that it's not about, you know, happiness in some future heaven or whatever, that actually this whole path is to be understood, practiced and realized in this body, in this lifetime. It's also saying that the way to the end of suffering is not to escape from our body. This Rohitasa, this Deva, he actually talks about in a past life, he was a he was a seer with psychic powers who could travel with his psychic powers all around the world. So somebody who had the had the ability, had cultivated the shamanic ability or the meditative ability to kind of disembody himself and travel around. And yet still he couldn't reach that point where his questions were resolved and where he 
he felt peace, where he found freedom. And the Buddha said, you've got to come back into your body to find that. So this is this one teaching that everything that we experience in our practice, in our meditation, has to be mediated through this body, this body that's always here and now. So as you you listen to my voice, as you receive these ideas, you're feeling them resonating in your body with the history of your body that was born in a certain time, in a certain place to these parents and has had these experiences. And, you know, this is, this is our experience of humanity. So everything, everything is arising and passing within this body. And so we have the sense that awareness is in the body, the mind is in the body. So that teaching is in the in the Pali Canon, in the early the teachings of early Buddhism that uh, kind of inform the insight meditation tradition. There's another really teaching that I find really, really beautiful that comes from the Mahayana tradition from a sutta called the Sharangama Sutta that's come to us uh, through the Chinese, maybe it exists in Sanskrit and so on, but the way that I know it is not, I I don't read and speak Chinese that well, but I know it through a translation from the Chinese. And just see whether this also speaks to your experience in meditation, to the mind that sits and listens to the birds in Gaia House, from hundreds or thousands of miles away. The prime, this again is the Buddha speaking, according to the suttas. The primary misconception about the mind and the body is that the mind dwells in the body. You do not know that the physical body, as well as the mountains, rivers, empty space, and the great earth are all within the wonderful, bright, true mind. The primary misconception about the mind and the body is that the mind dwells in the body. You do not know that the physical body, as well as the mountains, rivers, empty space, and the great earth are all within the wonderful, bright, true mind. So we don't need to figure out if the mind is inside the body or the body is inside the mind. More like sometimes in our meditation, we'll feel the truth of one way of seeing. Sometimes we'll feel the truth of the other way of seeing. And it may be that one of those two ways of seeing that I've 
offered to you kind of resonates more with your experience right now. And that's great. That's fine. So we just feel our way into that. But this is this world that opens up in a contemplative space where we just notice that those things of inside and outside are a little bit more porous and malleable than when we go about our conventional everyday business. And of course, when we go about our conventional everyday business, you know, we need to know that uh, that car over there belongs to me. And uh, those are my house keys. And so forth. But actually, our experience is much more mysterious and profound than that. So let's let's sit and feel what's actually happening for us. If you need to have a stretch, if it would be helpful to have a stretch, have a stretch. And um, we will we'll sit for kind of 25 minutes or so. So and then we'll have a little movement break. So you won't be sitting for the next hour and 10 minutes unless you want to. If you're somebody who's used to being still for a long time and you just want to settle in for the whole morning, fantastic. But if that's not your body and your mind, then that's also fine. So when you're ready, find your way into a comfortable meditation posture, a comfortable enough meditation posture. And you can let your eyes close or just softly rest your gaze. And then notice where your body is in contact with the ground or with whatever's supporting you. Feeling yourself both touching and being touched. And let yourself rest. Letting that awareness of contact with ground bring you into presence, gather the attention more fully into presence.
Opening to the sensations of body being breathed. Both things true. I am breathing. I am being breathed. I'm sitting on the earth and I'm an outcropping of the earth breathing through me. Everything that's happening is happening within this breathing body. And yet the body, the sound of my voice, maybe the sound of my refrigerator, the sounds around you in your particular space. Whatever you imagine or think, all present in awareness, the whole world arising within this original bright true mind, a mind without edges unfindable, undefinable, but receptive, aware, knowing, receiving, receiving this breath. And just letting yourself rest, letting yourself be steadied by the awareness of the sensations of body breathing or of touch. Or of the sounds coming and going. Whatever helps you to rest into presence.
So letting the attention gently come to rest with whatever it is that anchors you. Finding the center of your turning world, the still point at the center of your turning world. That stillness is moving, the breath is waving, it rises and it falls. Sounds and sensations rise and fall. But the stillness is in the resting of attention with that experience. And it will wobble off. And we can let it find its way back again. Very relaxed, gentle intention. Breath rising and falling back to the earth. Sounds rising and dissolving. Thoughts flickering, lingering and dissolving. Sensations pulsing, lingering and dissolving. And maybe the thought inside or outside 
also itself arising and dissolving. So noticing when it arises, noticing when it subsides. And there's no need to invite the thought or to figure it out. to analyze We're seeing how perceptions also arise and dissolve Breathing in, feeling yourself being breathed, sensitive to the whole body. Breathing out, feeling oneself being breathed, sensitive to the whole body. Breathing in, letting the body be soothed, be calmed by the waves of the in-breath and the out-breath. Breathing in, feeling oneself being breathed, sensitive to the mind, to the heart-mind. Aliveness of the mind, 
the flickering of thought and feeling and emotion. And breathing in and out, letting oneself be breathed, letting the mind and heart be soothed by the waves of the breath, calming the mind, calming the body and the mind and feeling how these two things work together, how the mind and the body are inextricably intertwined. Mind inside the body and the body inside the mind.
So the sound of the bell, what is that in awareness? Just another sound arising and dissolving. Or a great relief, giving you the possibility of the permission to stretch and move. So just letting yourself move if you need to. And if you're very settled, having full permission to just continue. And let's also bring curiosity to that sense of creating an inside and an outside of our practice, our meditation practice. So because the bell has rung, are we now outside of our meditation practice or are we in a meditation still? Let's let the edges of that become a little more porous. And also as we're at home practicing, and some of you have now done lots and lots of online retreats and online practice, and you might be noticing, as I am, how that sense of home being a place of practice has changed over the course of the last months, the last year. You know, before home was a place I whizzed in and out of to repack my suitcases between retreat centers for a while. And where the real practice took place was in the retreat center when you get into the retreat and how that might have changed. And how we can open up this contemplative space and let that start to permeate our life and touch our life in a way that I know has been very insightful for a lot of people, very helpful for a lot of people. So in these few days, let's also let our, our, our different modes that we move between formal and informal practice also um, be kind of soft at the edges. And so right now I'm going to offer you, if you, if that would be helpful for you to have, let's have just under 20 minutes of you can go and have some walking maybe outside if you have access to outside or just moving around in your space you can do a little bit of movement a lot of movement you can make yourself a contemplative cup of tea or coffee if you want to or you can just carry on with your meditation but see if you can um, have this sense of holding the body in awareness feeling the body being breathed through whatever it is that you're doing and just let uh, your doing of whatever you do be uh, spacious, interested, grounded, enjoyable, this quality of delight that Kirsten mentioned yesterday. What would, what would serve you best for the next 15 minutes, 20 minutes? And um, we'll come back all together by 20 to 12 and have another practice for the last 20 minutes of our formal time together this morning. Okay, so please listen to your body, what would be supportive now, and continue your practice in this informal way.
inviting you to find your way back to your meditation spot. your particular place where you plug in to the the mighty network of our virtual meditation hall. Even though I hope that you feel yourself still connected when you move from your spot. In a benign and not a spooky way, of course. Sometimes we also just need to unplug. (laughs) So arriving again. This lovely word arriving that contains within it the, the idea of coming ashore. Coming to a place of rest. So letting this gesture of bringing the body back into relative stillness, if indeed it ever left it, just invite the mind to also settle, to simplify this gathering awareness into the body and the body into awareness. The body with all its thoughts and feelings too. Welcoming ourselves just as we are in this moment Establishing your connection with ground. Just as in the Qigong this morning, feeling also as you feel that downwards pull of gravity, feeling also the lightness of the way that the body rises into space. Whether you're upright or lying down, feeling not only the ground underneath you, but the space above and all around you. And how earth and space mingle in the activity of body breathing.
of body being breathed. Just letting experience come and go as you rest at the center. The way we rest at the center is to let experience be as it is. We get pulled off when we try to control or manipulate or resist the flow of our experiencing. So when we feel ourselves pulled off, can we just let be and return. Let the next breath be a soothing breath. Let the touch of the earth be a soothing touch. So we'll just practice quietly together in this way.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.